0: And so, with the cup held high, the Eve Croke Park, All Ireland football champions for
1: 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. <laughs>
0: Dimpsey hits Darren Faye, Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hit Infinity. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Uh, I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm at home in my house self-isolating with my wee doggy. You'll probably hear her uh, uh, dancing around the floor there at the moment, uh, little Rosie. She's got her high heels on, that's what it sounds like on all four paws. But I'm joined, delighted to be joined by Davy been out there in North Mead somewhere. And the most surprising thing about that, Davy, is that there's um, broadband out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's unbelievable. You know how far we've come in the last few years, Mick.
0: <laughs> but like, but but like, you said, like it's been so much in such a small, short space of time for you. You know, you got electricity three years ago. He's got the TV last year, and you said broadband already. Like most of us had to wait 80 or 90 years, you know, to get all three. But you has got all three in such a short space of time. Really, is remarkable.
1: It really is, yeah, and uh, we're slowly but surely, you know, catching up with you, Townies. I was watching, uh, I was actually watching the Ray Darcy show, or not the Ray Darcy show, the Tommy Tiernan show last night, and uh, Father Brian Darcy was on, it was actually a great interview if, it, if you get a chance to look back and on that, but he was just saying that growing up, you know, he was a country boy, and he was saying the Townies were just, they were in, uh, like, there were streets ahead of him and streets ahead of the colchis they were just so far advanced, you know, at such a young age, but... I think we're bridging that gap slowly but surely, and we're uh, we're, we're slowly catching up, which is. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The main word you said there is slowly. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was going to start off the podcast by asking you what have you been up to. Obviously, you know, um, we're, we're going to try not to mention the F word for as long as possible. Um, but uh, um. you've you've been at home, we've all been self-isolating. What have you been up to? Obviously, you've been watching Tommy Tiernan. Is there any other TV series or TV shows that you'd suggest watching at the moment?
1: Uh, i'm i'm watching i've only really got into netflix uh, to tell you the truth i've um that's because the broadband only arrived recently <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that was a real concern of mine when i was buying netflix i was like how is this going to work and sometimes now if there's four or five people on the internet you have to start shouting and saying look and use your own internet or whatever but now nah, it's good i'm enjoying it watch watch the irishman there during the week which is obviously a marathon uh movie great great watch um Watched Green Street last night. Watched... I watched.
0: See, see, You watched The Irishman, yeah? I did. It was my, yeah. suge- it was my suggestion last week. I wow. haven't had time. I haven't had time yet to watch it. Um, good show.
1: Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, it is long. It's three and a half hours, but I think uh, you were you were saying about when you start a movie, you want to finish it, and I'd be I'd be similar to that. I couldn't really dip in and out of a movie, so to speak. It's all right with series and that, but. Uh, I think get get yourself an evening stand around 7 o'clock and, and just crack into it and uh, yeah no it's totally enjoyable
0: yeah absolutely that is something that will be on my bucket list over the next few weeks and I suppose anything that you can add to your bucket list that you can do at home is going to be an advantage over the next yeah. while so it is uh, um, uh, have you been watching any uh, TV series you mentioned Tommy Tiernan
1: I, I just I was um I just flicked him on by chance I was just scrolling last night and uh special on
0: tv
1: yeah it was unbelievable it really is and i've seen a few of them but i didn't see this one i think it could have been the first episode from this current series just to repeat obviously and it was just uh brian darcy happened to be on it and his interview absolutely unbelievable i have to say brutally honest you know really really good stuff um so yeah get a hold of that if you can what else have i been doing i've been playing a little bit of fifa i've been oh, fifa uh, online now or, or no you know? just just i actually don't have online uh fifa 20 on my ps4 so just playing a bit of that and uh i've actually been getting out for a few runs i wouldn't be i wouldn't be a big runner to be honest with you but uh during my lunch just to get out because you know you get stuck in the house and you're working all day and that for my lunch the last week i've been getting out and doing 5ks and it's been actually yeah. enjoyable enough but you would really it's- miss football you know you have to say
0: It's funny, I'm the exact same, I'm not a runner Um, I absolutely despise it Even back playing county football and whenever Whenever we were doing the long runs It just was absolute hell for me But I found myself now in the last week Actually going out for runs Because you can't go training, you can't go to the gym You can't do anything So all you can do really is go out for a run So I've done a couple of runs in the last I did a a 9k run uh, yesterday And I did a, a 6k run during the week It's funny, my house uh, uh, the, the bunker here is in Central Navan. well we'll see it just out the Atlumany yeah, Road yeah, somewhere sure. we won't give out too many details but it's <laughs> out the Atlumany Road and if you leave my house and you go out and you go down by the Loretto and then back around the Dublin Road up by the Super Value back in towards the Kenstown Road back into my house and if I run around uh, car at the front of the house three times. It's exactly six, six k. Would you believe?
1: That? That's a that's a nice that's a nice little run. It's a nice block and. Uh, I, I,
0: I'm a bit i a bit OCD. People have said it to me. You know, I I can't like I don't want to do five five point nine five kilometers it has to be rounded up it has to be 6k so that's why i find myself and if anybody out here in the estate sees me and um, they'll probably think that lad's after losing the plot like i do finish off be dead, right <laughs> three, three runs around the car at the end of the run just to make it an, an even 6k but, but uh yeah no i found myself i found myself doing it as well like and it's good for the brain it's yeah, good for the mental health
1: it is i have a block which is actually very convenient as well it's just literally 5k but I live down a lane, so I'm the second house down on a lane. So I, I started from my back door and then <laughs> to the top of the lane. So straight away, I probably have 0.2 of a kilometre done. So I run down to at McHughes, you'll, you'll know McHughes, Bar. Yeah. Take, take a left and come just before, say, Deer Park there, uh, up the well road and back around. It's just literally 5K, but I, I, I'm, I hit the 5K just before I turn into my lane on the way back. So I just Lovely. stop. I, I don't I don't keep doing I just stop. And that's it. Clock it on the watch and then walk, you know, enjoy the And walk.
0: then walk. So, so you do the 5K exactly and then you walk the rest of it. Yeah, so yeah. You're, yeah. In you're
1: ignorant. <laughs> it,
0: look, it's, it's brilliant. And a lot of people are doing it at the moment. I, I know that uh, in my football group that we're all po- posting our runs and stuff like that. But what I love about the social media, and I'm not a big fan of social media, you know, at the best of times, but what I love about it at a time like this is all the different things that people are doing to try and keep themselves occupied and whatever. And I love all these GAA and soccer challenges that people are putting up. Um, I don't know if you saw um, Mickey Quinn, um, the the Longford footballer, his his one where he's running through on goal and he, he he drops the ball through his legs and connects with it and drills it into the net. Have you seen that one?
1: Yeah and he has another one did you see the latest one where he's he flicks the ball he does like a uh, Jesus he it's, I can't even describe it you have to go and look at it but it's ridiculous how he picks the ball up with uh, just watch it I I can't explain it
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Hang on it's it, cuz I was just about to say about another one and I'm trying to figure out no this one this one was did you see Kieran Ling uh, loving the creative skills floating around online this one oh no this is a a, 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 a tweet by Kieran Ling it's loving all the creative skills floating around online. This one I've yet to use um, in a game, but someday. Actually, it is Kieran Ling who does this, does this one. I'm going to retweet it on our uh, We Are Me page. I've never seen anything like this before. Um, he's running full pelt going past the ball, and he hits it with his instep of his left foot off his right foot, and it flings up into the air in front of him at full pelt, catches the ball, and then kicks it over with his left foot. Absolutely incredible.
1: Wow. Uh, I'm going to just, if you can actually look up Mickey Quinn's there, if you can quickly on Twitter as well. Um, I think it's on Twitter. Uh, Mickey Quinn. D- 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 sorry. But yeah, it's up on, it's a pinned tweet on Mickey Quinn's uh, Twitter. It's absolutely brilliant as well. I've, I've, I've,
0: I've just retweeted that one with, uh, with uh, uh, tagging you. Yeah, the Mickey Quinn one, where he, he flicks it up and then, Kicks down on the ball, it comes over his head and he catches it. Yeah, savage. Ah, yeah. Look, uh, come here. It just shows you the skill level of of the players uh, around at the moment is absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, like there's them. there's brilliant things out there at the moment. Even Waterstown doing their challenges and stuff. Like all the different GEA clubs around me doing the different challenges. You have to do your 100 solos and you have to do your different things. We spoke about it last week. It's, it's fabulous to see it.
1: Yeah, and Dundry are actually doing um, a hurling one at the moment, which is like the, the hurling wall. You know, you have to do your 10 or you have to do your 20 on each side or whatever. So they're they're opening it up. They've got a huge um, reaction to theirs. I think there's people young and old participating. It's really good to see, like, um, yeah. because there's nothing stopping people going out and doing that in their back garden or whatever, obviously in isolation and all of that. And, um, you know, a bit of crack as well as anything.
0: Yeah, do you know what I love about it as well? It's supposed to be, okay, this is a challenge for the kids, but, uh, you know, the older ones are looking at it going, I want to have a go at that as well. And we're all, like, I, I found myself and my nephew, Shane Crosby from Navan Matneys, in my back garden yesterday with my kids, uh, telling them, leave the footballs alone, we're trying to do something here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, it's 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 great at the moment, so it is. Uh, and, and, and when you see social media, uh, the... Uh, the, the positives that you can get from social media it always kind of makes you realize that social media is not as bad as we always think and um, just going back to it box sets are you uh, in the middle of watching any box sets or anything at the moment
1: hey i'm watching sex education at the minute actually it's a series on uh, netflix brilliant yeah i i, I, I actually did uh, did an instagram poll or an instagram suggesting thing on my own page during the week and like the amount of suggestions i got back to watch series i'm literally like i'm playing catch up but there's some really good stuff up there by all accounts
0: and are you being educated at, uh, at the moment <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <Learning lots. laughs>
0: yeah. yeah no i tried to watch a bit of that sex education one but uh just i, I don't know i couldn't get into it so i couldn't Do all, probably yeah Probably too old. You, know, you can't teach an old man uh, new tricks and stuff like that, an old dog new tricks. Um, but uh, what I do, I, look, I'm watching a few different series at the moment uh, or over the last while on Netflix that are really, really good. I, Mad Men is brilliant. I really love that. It's set in the 1960s in Manhattan, New York, and uh, it's a really good series. It's just uh, I'm on series three in that one. We've really binged a bit on that one. One that I watched before, I think is absolutely incredible is Mindhunter. Did you watch Mindhunter? No, no, no. No, Mind Mindhunter is absolutely fantastic. It's about uh it's about the serial killers in America. Well uh, um back we'll say coming from the sixties going forward and, and, and the FBI agents and the the um the, the police uh, from America that that were set up in in, in a um in, in a new department um, and they started profiling all these serial killers. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, they were actually the, the people who came up with the term um, serial killers because they didn't have a name. They were just uh, multiple um, murderers and stuff like that before that. So they, it, it's fantastic. If you, it gets really into the mind of some of the world's most uh, uh, notorious serial killers. But th- the work that they did uh, is being used still today to profile people and to be able to figure out um uh, a lot of the crimes that happened. It, 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 it's really, really good. And then Ozarks. Did you watch Ozarks when it was on? No. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> Siri-
1: useless, Mickey.
0: Well, well Ozark series three is coming out now uh at the end of this week so that's that I'm looking forward to that I, I really love that series and series three uh is coming out this week so looking forward it's been about two years I think since the last episode of Ozark so that's that's another good uh box set that's out on Netflix um looking through it are you listening to any podcasts no hey uh,
1: barring our own ones Mickey what about you yeah, well, look, I listen to our ones
0: uh, uh, quite a bit. I listen to Brezi the odd time as well. Brezzy does yeah, 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 I listen to Brezzy the odd time. He does good some good mental health ones, and he does ones on um, on uh, uh, meditation and stuff like that. And look, I'm not into that stuff uh, in in a big way at all. Um, but I do find that, you know, it can clear the mind sometimes and it can be helpful. Anything at this moment in time that can help people um, uh, clear their mind and uh, of their worries. Because there, there's so much, while we have coronavirus and we've got COVID, COVID-19 uh, 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 taking us all uh, down at the moment, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of people losing their jobs, getting pay cuts. Cypher 1 have taken a huge pay cut in the whole lot. So, you know. But we're all in the same boat at the same time, you know, like, so yeah. I'm not, look, money was never my God. So I don't really, really worry about that and the things as long as I can pay me bills. But look, sometimes you have to do something for the mind as well, because we all have our shit to, that we're, we're bringing along behind us. And uh, so, uh, yeah, no, Brezzy, I, I, I didn't listen to him. I didn't listen to the We Are Cavan lads. Obviously, I've got an interest in what's happening up in Cavan, um, and I still do all the radio work. Up there, although there won't be any radio work for a while. Um, yeah. So, um, one of our podcasts, I, there's there's a podcast that I listen to. It's a group of lads from Kells called Film Fools, and um, you can get them on all different. Uh, you can get them on on, on uh, iTunes podcasts and whatever like that. And it's just a group of lads. And what they do is a group of four lads from Kells. They sit down. They try to get guests every so often, every week or every couple of weeks, and they all watch a movie. And then they, um, they, 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 they critique it. And then it's a, it, it can be a bit out there sometimes. And they do a few different funny things where they try to make movies Irish and stuff like that. But I find it good. I, I find it entertaining. I do like to listen to them. And then there's another one. Actually, I forgot about this one. Gossip mongers. This is a comedy one. It's absolutely uh, brilliant. I'm just going to grab it because I want to get their names. There it is there, actually. Um, So uh, it's Gossip Mongers. It's Joe Wilkinson, David Earl, and Poppy Hillstead. And it is absolutely hilarious. Basically, what it is is they ask people to email or text in the biggest rumours, you know, the most ridiculous rumours you ever hear. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, the, like, there's been a few going around Navin over the last few weeks with the with, with the coronavirus, you know. Like, I heard, you know, it, it, it's this type of thing, you know. Like, you know, I heard that there was uh, three lads went swimming in the vine and, and they got coronavirus and uh, and, and decided to uh, 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 live under a bridge or something like this and they've become Neanderthals or something. You know, they're just the most ridiculous rumours that that are put out and they ask them to send them in now it does get quite uh what's the word um it's 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 uh, it's for adult listening only but it is actually quite funny it's actually a brilliant podcast if anybody out there uh, is into something a little bit different as i said it is called gossip mongers and you've got the lads there joe lysett and um, joe wilkinson poppy hillstead and david earl all part of it uh it's it's just another one for listening to. So I suppose, Davy, we better I suppose talk about football uh, at some stage. We've gone 16 minutes into the podcast without saying the F word, but we're going to talk about the F word and something that we both watched during the week: the 1990 All Ireland final. Now, were you even born
1: for the 1990 All Ireland final? I wasn't. I, 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 think, I, I think my have my I don't even know where my parents married at that stage. <laughs> I don't know
0: where. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's that's just uh, that's scary. But uh, uh, yeah, the night you you watched it. Um, I suppose question for me because I I, I lived in those times. Mm. I, I remember that game. What did you think of it? And what did you think of would say, the hairstyles and the jerseys and the whole lot <laughs> was,
1: to start was, off with? Yeah, I was just, everything kind of screamed black and white apart from the <laughs> actual. It was a colour, but uh, it, it was just, it was very, very different. And I mean, even Crow Park looking at and I know Crow Park isn't that long, you know, revamped on that, but it, it even looked kind of really old school and uh, everyone kind of crammed in, but it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't strike me as a, as a typical All Ireland final, possibly. I I don't know. Was that? And maybe you know there was a lot of talk after that that possibly Mead maybe lacked a little bit of I don't know intensity on the day or something. It just didn't seem. I I thought the game quality-wise wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't great. It was um you know I think Larry Tompkins. There was rumours that he was playing with a with a cruciate knee ligament that he did a few weeks previous and. Like, he wasn't at his free-flowing best. And even a lot of the Mead lads, like I thought, the the full forward line, which is, like, you could nearly say world-renowned at this stage of O'Rourke, Stafford and Flynn, probably didn't fire as well as it had done in previous times or in future times after that. Um, look at the 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 style of football. It's It's amazing. I know we're 30 years on from it now, but it is amazing to look back on it and see how the game has evolved, really. And even the different stages, I'd go back 10, 15 years ago to games. I can remember, say back as far as maybe 2005, 2006. And the game had evolved even at that stage. And now fast forward 15 years to where we're at right now, it's gone another, you know, step forward in that. So uh, it's fascinating to look back in these games. I really do enjoy it. I'm I'm hoping to get a few more in this week now as well. Uh, But it's... uh, it was obviously a disappointing day for Mead and, and you know Cork eventually got their got their win over Mead in an All Ireland final, and and it was well deserved, I think, on the day. Yeah,
0: it was, and um, you, you know you look at it. Mead missed an awful lot of chances, um, and Cork were very clinical um, uh, on the day. The send off of O'Neill as well before half time that probably played against Meath. Meath had lo- had won. Uh, their All-Ireland Final against uh, Cork with 14 men. And, and, and back then, you know, going down a man usually uh, did spur on a team, whereas if a, a team today was to lose a man in an All-Ireland Final, you know, they, they'd struggle. I, I know Dublin lost a player, uh, was it last year's All-Ireland Final or the year before? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, last year in the drawn game, yeah
0: the drawing game you know uh, and uh, and had to come back but like these days you don't normally see a team but like a team of, of the quality of Dublin will always always be uh, able to uh, you know whip up something with, 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 with 14 men but when O'Neill was sent off we really thought that that was going to be a, a Meads day and they were going to dethrone uh, Cork because that was the fourth All-Ireland final in a row that Cork had played in and they did the double that year as well um, Brian Stafford who is my my ultimate hero um, uh, as a footballer, he missed a few frees uncharacteristically as well that day. And, you know, uh, looking back on it, Mead kicked an awful lot of ball uh, away aimlessly, gave it back yeah. to Cork. And Cork were just very economical with the ball. The referee, you know, you look back at it and, and, and you're looking at the 35 minutes were up at the, start, at the end of the second half and you're like going, Jesus you, when you're like going he's going to blow the whistle now and, and, and these days you know you've got that extra few minutes and, and and there's been rules brought in for that. So if the rules were different back then may, maybe there would have been another two or three minutes of ex, of injury time at the end of the game but look that's the way it was for every team back then and you were just waiting for the 35 minutes to be up and the referee usually blew it within a minute. but uh, it was uh, it was heartbreaking stuff because that mead team had played so well in every game up to the All-Ireland Final. And, uh, you know, as you said already, they just didn't seem to, to hit the high notes. Colm O'Rourke's fielding that day in the full forward line, yeah. his ball handling was absolutely excellent. Brian Stafford scored a point, a worldly, that, you know, you'd see Conor McManus kicking these days out from the sideline and just dropping it over the, over the crossbar towards the end of the first half. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting game, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought Terry Ferguson was unbelievable actually cornerback that day. I, I thought he was excellent and yes. um, yes. probably the pick probably the pick of the Mead players on the day actually. Um I was going to say in the backs but probably in the forwards too. I thought he was he was Meade's shining light. Um yeah, like the likes of Bernard Flynn, he he's very much a modern day uh, he would be a modern day corner forward should I say. If yeah. He was playing in you know this era or even you know era has gone by. You know, small in stature, but very skillful, very quick, very accurate. But you know, thrives on you know perfect ball, not perfect ball, but good ball into him. Like some of the deliveries you've touched on it there, Mick. Were they were high, they were out to the side, they were you know they weren't ideal for a corner forward. And look at you've you've nailed you've nailed it there with Colin O'Rourke there. He can he can catch that sort of ball, but the likes of uh, Bernard Flynn, and even Brian Stafford to an extent too, now yeah, Bernard, yeah. Stafford, Stafford won great ball that day but I just thought uh, Bernard Flynn was kind of out of the game as a result of some of the deliveries that were, you know, lashed in, I think, into the full forward line
0: Yeah, and and and, and you mentioned Terry Ferguson there, w- what a game he had that day as well, he was absolutely phenomenal I thought um, oh god, the, the Cork midfielder oh What's yeah, he right? kicked four points, didn't he? Kicked four points, kicked four absolutely brilliant points, and he had a fantastic day that day. Oh God, it's 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 killing me now. That I don't remember his name, but I remember there was O'Driscoll's, there was Coffees, there was McGrath's, there was O'Neills, there was every Cork name you can think of. I think there was a Barry's T. Barry's T. playing for it as well. There was,
1: um, the big full forward, and he was a real veteran. I think at that stage of his career, I think he he gave lines a hard time of it that day.
0: Well he got sent off O'Neill got sent off um for for
1: uh, he was yeah, given so, sorry he was he was given yeah is right a hard time for him in the first half before he got sent off What what
0: about what about the little dunt into Mick Lyons' jaw and Mick oh, Lyons looked at him and then just walks away Um you know wh- what would happen if that happened to a player today on the field
1: Absolutely ridiculous like and even <laughs> day, like it was a, it was a good slap as well oh, Lyons, he, he kind of turned and you were going to say Jesus is he going to go down and he just kind of wipes his jaw like this and then <laughs> then he just carries on you know it was it was ridiculous you know
0: uh, like that's back when men were tough uh, you know what I mean like uh, they were they were the toughest of lads uh, one of the players that came on that day was Joe Castles and you know I remember Joe Castles playing for me but I it, it, it it's a vague memory you know because it was 87 and whatever so I was only a young nipper at that stage but I had forgotten how good of a footballer he was. Now he came on, and I think he was maybe 37 um, uh, that day in the All Ireland final. And uh, his his ball handling and his skills on the ball were phenomenal. Just I was watching him, and I was like going, okay, right, he doesn't have the fitness anymore, but just the way he held the ball and just soloed and stuff like that, you were looking at a lad that really knew how to control a football.
1: Yeah, I I think that's just classic experience as well, like his positioning uh, probably made up for his lack of legs, to to put it lightly, you know, his fitness, as you've said, but it's probably, he'd played an awful lot of football at that stage, So, but his brain, is what I'm trying to say, was streets ahead of anyone else on the pitch, and that's probably why, you know, Sean Boylan at that stage decided to bring him on in such a tight game, and uh, you know he wouldn't be the conventional sub so say today if you were chasing an All Ireland final to bring on a 37 year old but you know Joe Castles was you know he was he was an exceptional player and someone who i think legends kind of go on and tell even to this day
0: yeah absolutely like, yeah, he really was and, and it, it was just it just it was a little reminder of of how good of a footballer he was just a, his, ball, his 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 just the way he was on the ball, it'll remind you of some of our most skillful footballers that we have around today. Um it wasn't to be Mead's day, obviously, and, and, and they made a few substitutions, um, Tommy Dowd coming in and stuff, but they just weren't able to get that elusive goal. I'm um, looking and just thinking back who else uh, uh, stood out for me that day uh, Terry Ferguson, like Kevin Foley uh, was w- was okay. The, the one one player that you know, could have lit that All-Ireland final up, but just had an off day, it was Jinxie Beggy, David Beggy. He scored a lovely yeah. point, and it looked like he was going to get into the game. And he just didn't get his running uh, game going that day. And um, it was it was just a disappointment. Colin O'Rourke as well. Caught a lot of ball at once. There was a couple of times now, and it wasn't like him. A couple of times he held on to the ball maybe too long and didn't uh, uh, release it and went for scores and that just went to the wrong side of the post. And that wasn't like him. They were just a team that... You know, just I don't know, they got caught up in the day or something, and uh, you know, they, they, with the man sent off, they just thought that they were going to win the game, I suppose.
1: Yeah, look, we we see it even to this day. Sometimes when it's not your day, it's just not your day, and no matter what you try, and like there was a lot of a lot of examples there of Colin O'Rourke soaring into the clouds, winning an unbelievable ball, and then yeah. turning to hit what should be a routine or what normally would be a routine score. And pulling it to the left or pulling it to the right. So uncharacteristic. And even you've said it already about Stafford, you know, usually flawless with his free taking was, was slightly off that day. And uh, when when the full forward line for me didn't click, you know, it was always going to be difficult to see where they'd conjure up the scores from. And it was a low scoring game on the main, but you you just feel that had even one of them trio of full forwards uh or one of the trio in the full forward line clicked that Meade would have won that day but unfortunately it wasn't me
0: yeah Brian Stafford's point from uh, where he comes out and wins the ball outside the 45 metre line jinx one way jinx back the other and then the outside of the right boot just slots it over the bar that again you know it, 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 like those a lot of those players make a team today no problem at all and people say that the game has changed and we've discussed it there the game has changed some of those footballers were were were, you know timeless uh, when it comes to their skills and their abilities
1: yeah some of them some of them could still perform like that today very different almost a completely different game to when they played it but I'd have no doubt if you put them into the peak of their powers into today's game some of them would definitely fit right in like a glove
0: Liam Hayes you know just his his soaring runs and again his close control for such a big man getting down soloing the ball low he was he he was you know he was beautiful to watch in full flight when, when he was running with that ball and um, uh, a fantastic footballer. Yeah,
1: uh, a yeah, fantastic footballer, probably maybe not as fine as the days, maybe that day in particular, but yeah, an unbelievable footballer. Even some of the players that came on, like you had the next generation, I suppose of. The likes of Tommy Dowd was coming on as a substitute that day. Colin Coyle was another one who came on that day. Yeah, that's a
0: player that played well when he came on was Colin Coyle.
1: He really did. He really set the cat amongst the pigeons as he so often did. And, uh, you know, got about the cork lads. And probably Tommy Dowd maybe was a little bit, it probably introduced a little bit too late. Maybe just didn't have time to make the desired impact. But what a career he had in in a me jersey in the years to come.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, look,
1: we will. We, we what what All Ireland final will we watch next? We may as well just let the people know. Sure, we probably we should do '96. Probably shouldn't we?
0: Right, we'll do '96. So uh, next Sunday night we will review the 1996 All Ireland final. Of course, it was a uh, an All Ireland final that we won. I suppose starting with a a losing one wasn't a probably a good idea. Uh, 1990, but it was just the one that happened to be on that night when we yeah. were doing the podcast last <laughs> Sunday. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely review 96 uh, on next week's podcast. Moving on, we're going to move on now to Twitter before we go to Instagram. So put up a um, a little tweet earlier on, and it was just to see if anybody could uh, give us some topics to talk about for the, the, the podcast. And Robert per- Perfield has been in contact with us. Thanks, Robert. He said, uh, who was better, Graeme Garrity or Trevor Giles? My young lad asked me earlier and I still can't decide. <laughs> Davey, I'll let you go first with that.
1: Well, I suppose I, I got the pleasure of uh, watching them and I got the pleasure of playing against Graham a few times. You know, it was a real honour at times even if he did take me out of it once or twice, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, to be fair, he was coming to the end and I was only starting. So, you know, to skin Graham Garrity once or twice, even if it wasn't the very twilight of his career was a great pleasure of mine. But uh, look, I suppose I didn't have the, the the luxury of watching both of them in their pomp or remembering both of them in their pomp, but I do remember both of them playing for me um, at the latter stages of their career. And, um for me, Graham Garrity was was a hero of mine. You know, similar to Brian Stafford, which you make, and uh, Trevor Giles was an unbelievable footballer. But and so was Graham. But Graham just had that, like he, he was a cult hero in Mead. You know, and he he was the people that, uh, sorry, he was the player that people love to hate outside of Mead. But in Mead, he was just his god, and he was, you know, he was. We were delighted to have him. But you could see if he was on the other side, uh, why you wouldn't you know, like going yeah. against you. And for me, that's why that's why Graham was the player he was. And he, he could just do things that other players wouldn't even think of doing. And uh, for me, that's why Graham would be would be the better player in my eyes anyway. I don't know what you think. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a really, 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 really tough one. And I'd side with Giles on it, so I would, because he was a phenomenal player uh, too. He, he like, he probably didn't have the edge that Graham had. Um, you know, uh, he and and Graham had a sharp edge. We'll just say, um, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> there, there was like he had ice running through his veins, Trevor Giles. Just ice. His penalty into the canal end, into the top corner. He did it two two years in a row, I think it was. Um, one of them was in the All Ireland final. Um, was it the drawn All Ireland final in '96 with with Mayo? And he stuck it into the top right hand corner. And that, you have to remember that was when the penalties were taken from fourteen meters out, thirteen meters out. They're taken from ten or eleven now. So uh, penalties were much harder to uh, to execute back then. Um, his free taking ability, um, just he, I think he was he had everything. Graham had a lot of things. Graham was never a free taker, um, you know, and wouldn't have been a penalty taker or anything like that. And I, for that reason, I think while he had the edge and the toughness ends of things. Um, now look, I know that uh, Trevor Giles was tough as well, but he was more let's say gentleman like on the field than, than 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 Graham. He didn't have that little bit of niggle. Um, uh, so I think as an all round footballer, I think Trevor gets it for me. But it's a very very hard one to call. Um, there are probably two different types of footballer. Graham was a like. I always people see, like especially you you and your generation you'd see Graham as a forward but he was always a wing back uh, yeah, to me yeah. Do you know so nearly you're nearly comparing a back with a forward in my eyes but I uh, uh, that's why I give it to to Trevor um, Giles but look again we're we're not going to be able to uh, uh, to come up with the right answer because lots of people are going to have a different uh, view on it. Uh, Tom O'Connor was in touch as well, Davey. Funnily enough. Yeah, he was indeed. Uh, He's seen this today and my dad and I gave it a go and went for it. Uh, A few rows along the way, um, a few rows along the way, um, as I wanted Giles, Bray and Fay. But we settled for this. Um, Everyone should give it a try. We went from 1988 onwards. So you had to pick your mid-team team Uh, Your best me team from 1988 till now. And his team is Mickey McQuillum from St. Pat's, Bob O'Malley from St. Column Kills, Mick Lyons from Summerhill, and Terry Ferguson from Kells. Donald Kyogen from Rock Kenny, Liam Harnan from Rinaldi, and Martin O'Connell from St. Michael's. Jerry McEntee and Joe Castles. Jerry McEntee from Nobber or Summerhill. Uh, Joe Castles from O'Matney's in midfield. Then the half forward line of Brendan Riley uh, from Dunboyne, Tommy Dowd from Dundery, and Graham Gerrity. From Centralstown, Colm O'Rourke from Screen, Brian Stafford from Wood and Ollie Murphy make up his full forward line from Ciarán Ross. Well, you know, very, very, very good team, but I just think it's very, very hard to leave Giles out of that team there as well.
1: Yeah, I do as well. I'd agree with that, and I'd I'd add probably Bernard Flynn into that as well. I think he's he's a little bit hard done by too. Now I can I could definitely see the reasoning why probably Ollie Murphy got in as opposed to maybe Bernard Flynn. But Brendan Riley in there is an interesting shout too. I know, very, very good footballer, but he would probably not be in many people's picks for the top six forwards in the last 30-plus years, we'll say. Uh, I don't think there can be any arguments with the likes of Gerrity O'Rourke and Stafford. Uh, Tommy Dowd as well, obviously, you know, captain and me to an All-Ireland is a good shout there at 11. But I do agree, I, I think... Giles and for me uh, Bernard Flynn would have to get in there as well
0: Yeah but, and I and, and, and would we'll say you know Darren Faye you know but it's so hard to, you can't put Darren Faye in a corner back or anything you have to put him in at full back could you put him in ahead of Mick Blinds you know I'd nearly have the two of them on a par yeah. Um somebody else that was uh, left out was uh, Stephen Bray you know another fantastic footballer interestingly though there's only one team, we'll say, from after we'll say 2010 that has made the team, and that's Donald Keoghan. And you know, Donald Keoghan, what a what a player! You know, yeah, just just incredible.
1: Yeah, no, I'm delighted to see him in there because you know, totally deserved. He would, in my eyes, he would get into any Mead team of any generation and any any All Ireland winning team or anything like that. So it's great to see him there. Just a time.
0: I was yeah, just going to, In terms of the, the 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 most recent teams, do you think anybody else is hard done by or is could have been in with a shout? Um,
1: at this stage, no. I I I'd maybe try and make a case for Brendan Murphy in goals. Um, yeah. I I wouldn't have seen Mickey McQuillan, you know, playing, so I can't judge his. But Brendan Murphy for me was an unbelievable keeper and. Uh, you know, made countless top top saves. You know, and a goalkeeper that we probably haven't had the luxury of having since he since he uh, hung up the boots. You know, so uh, for me, Brendan Murphy could be uh, a shout there in goals. Apart from that, maybe Nigel Crawford in midfield. Uh, I don't know who instead of maybe Jerry McCarthy. I wouldn't like to take him out in case he's <laughs> yeah. found me. me. <laughs> you know, but uh, well,
0: think... there's, there's there's one name as well that that that, that springs to mind: John McDermott. You know, um, another one, yeah. You know, uh, that's 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 a big shout not having John McDermott in there. Just going back to some of the the, the um, tweets that were in reply. Kieran Lennon, no Giles? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Lad! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Mm-hmm. MVP. Connor Heaney, no Giles is hard to believe. And uh, then another one, then from Gavin Coyle, McDermott has to be in there, and I agree, it's very hard not to have him. Tom O'Connor comes back then. I was going to go for Giles, but Dad went for O'Rourke. We were then trying to mix it around to get Giles in. You know, maybe there's a case where Giles in a wing forward instead of um, Brendan Riley, but again, tough one. Um, and then Tom O'Connor come back, pick him and put him in. Uh, and we put him down as a Cora player, not screen. Ouch. That's uh, probably a little bit of politics going on there. Um, Tom O'Connor has come back with his... Uh, team that he wanted to put in and have a look at that. Deck Dunn has come coming with Graeme Riley in his day would push for a place. Also think Lavin from uh, the now team uh, would make a strong shout, but doubtful he would unseat O'Malley. Uh, Graham Riley, while he was a good player, I don't think he'd be good enough to make that team. Deck, to be honest with you, um, you know, like, and, and that's not taking anything away from Graham. He has been a great servant to me and a great servant to St. Colin Kills, but I just don't think he's at that. Level, um, let's just say. Um, then Tom O'Connor has come back, but I would have went for McDermott, but uh, uh, put him down the screen, so couldn't pick him pick him and Giles. So there were obviously only allowed like one player from each county or each club. Um, just looking back down through them, is there any more? Brian Kelly has come in with his tuppence worth. He's put in his team um, he's put Kyogen in at cornerback and Darren Faye at fullback. Jesus, oh, hang on a second. We'll have to read this one. This is from our usual contributor to the, t- to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So he's put Cormac Sullivan in goals. He's put Donald Keoghan, uh, Darren Faye, and Mark O'Reilly as his fullback line. Graham Geraghty, Liam Harnan, and Martin O'Connell as his halfback line. Jerry McEntee and Nigel Crawford as his midfield. Trevor Giles, Tommy Dowd, and Stephen Bray. Ollie Murphy, Brian Stafford and Bernard Flynn. So that's a, that's an interesting one from him there. Um, you know, when you think about, I suppose he's he's probably looking back on the teams he would have been looking at.
1: Yeah, and I think Mark O'Reilly is probably a decent shout in there. Uh, but, yeah, Stephen Bray is another one there. And in fairness, you know, Stephen Bray is our last All-Star from 07. But uh, again, I'm just not sure would he make, would he make my team or would he make the overall team in general but this is and and he's putting Crawford actually what I'm just looking at now he's putting Crawford there instead of uh instead of John McDermott and Joe Castles which is also interesting but I mean this is the beauty of things like these you know everybody's going to have their own opinion and it's going to be completely different uh to the other person so look it's great to see um, yeah,
0: you, just looking at it, you weren't allowed to have any uh, player. You were only allowed to have one player from each club. Okay. So I think Tom Tom O'Connor came back with his team. And uh, Sean Caffrey has come in there. Sean from from um, Drumbara. Uh, Giles and Hayes are the same club. And really, so is McDermott. And then he comes back. With, and O'Rourke as well. So that team, obviously, was just a screen team that uh, that Tom O'Connor <laughs> Um, but yeah really really interesting get on to instagram or get on to um, twitter uh, guys and uh, have a look at it and give your tuppence worth on it as well really really hard to think do you know what i was just thinking and um, you know of the team that's there today it is hard to pick any of the players of that team that's there today but it's not for the fact that they're not good enough it's just they have improved themselves over a long period of time i think Uh, If this team, the progress that they're making at the moment, and I always talk about the progress they're making, and I'm such a big fan of this Meade team, if they can continue to make progress and to be playing at the top end of uh, of football in Ireland um, and and getting through to the Super 8s and and, and cementing themselves as a Division 1 team, there are players in that team that definitely could go down in in the history book for me, football.
1: Yeah, there's nothing stopping that, and I mean, you have to remember, the vast majority of these players that we're looking back on are players who are already retired, with the exception yeah. of Donald Kogan, so it's probably, with with things like this, it's only when you're gone, when you've been and when you're gone, that people will look back and say, yeah, Seamus Lavin yeah. should be in there, Conor McGill should be in there, you know, uh, I don't know who else, you know, Mickey Newman, or whoever it is, should be in there, that's that's what will be in five or ten years' time, and you know, hopefully we are, we are doing that. But um, exactly. well, do you know what?
0: There's one player I wanted to give a shout out to just because he's been the top scorer, I think, from playing the Championship the last couple of years running. That's Brian Menton at midfield. Yeah. Um, I think he's having his best years ever in, in a meat jersey. And I hope that he continues to improve because I've just been absolutely astan- uh, um, astounded uh, at the level of his performances over the last two years. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, an unbelievable player who's uh who's emerged, you know, through the started at full back, then I think went to six, played a bit at seven as well. But I think he's finally found and people people still say that he isn't a midfielder, but when when you look at his scoring attributes and his distribution with the ball and his you know, his technique and his everything about the man is just his class and he is the modern day midfielder. He is our Brian Fenton, he's our Brian Menton.
0: <laughs> brilliant 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 i'll tell you what we'll do now we'll go over to instagram and you can throw a few questions at us from instagram i'll keep an eye on twitter and see if there's any more rows coming uh, there is sorry just before we move on tommy owens has come in nine and ten should be john mcdermott and trevor giles otherwise uh, that team looks good so what he's saying is that team looks bad at the moment because it doesn't have Uh, Trevor Giles and John McDermott, but they're both from screens, so that probably will be a problem. Moving on, anyway. Instagram, hit me with some questions.
1: Yeah, so our first two questions, I'll include the one because they are about the same topic. Sean Ryan's first up, and he says, "Me that are staying up?" Question mark. And then Brian Flynn, almost immediately after, says, "We will still be in Division One next year." Yeah. Well, look, it's looking ever. uh,
0: It's uh, it's looking. Ever more likely, um, there are there is talk that they are going to just scrap this, this this current league season. They may have to scrap the championship season as well and start again in in, in 2021. But you know, like if if it does happen um, and Mead stay in Division One, I, I think you know it's it'll be a little a, a little bit of a, a a good luck, a little bit of luck that they didn't get this year a little bit of good luck. You know, they they could, Mead could easily have six points on the board in division one at the moment, but just have been unlucky. I think they'll learn from their experience. Who knows? You never know. Um, because there's no way they're going to be able to relegate anybody without finishing the games. So, or promote anybody without finishing the games. And it doesn't look like they're going to have a spot to finish the league, you know? So who knows? We could be division one next year. We are staying up. We are staying up.
1: (laughs) Happy days. Um, the next one is from Barry Monaghan and uh, Barry wants to know, how will the club league slash championship be ran off this year if in a couple of months, uh, sorry, if a couple of months are gone?
0: Yeah, again, we've no, no none of the lads here from the uh, county board with us this week. But, uh, you know, it's a suggestion I've been talking about for a long time is uh to play play more league football during the summer. You know, there's there's a big period of the summer where we don't play football. Um, and I'd love to see us playing an awful lot more football during the summer um, and scrap the Galway races and make lads play football <laughs> that weekend. Um I think that's I, th- I think it's fairly easy, you know. You know, just scrap Galway
1: and we'll get all the games played. Yeah, I'm not gonna be drawn <laughs> into this conversation but anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey.
1: The next one is from Flash Gordon. Typical uh, banter and question here from the Flash. He says, "Is Kieran Flynn in quarantine in Sagittown or did say <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: will We'll have to get on to him. He wasn't able to uh, come onto the Skype uh, call this evening because he was uh, doing a, a video conference with uh, somebody at the GAA. So um, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to tweet that one out, maybe, or send it out on Instagram and, and ask him. Uh, himself is he is he, is he self-isolating in, in Dunsany or is he in Central So I hope he's not doing it between the two
1: very very good uh Tom O'Connor he's uh he's switching platforms but he's keeping on the the one team and a bit of a serious slash lighthearted question as well he says me winning the we are Mead league or Mead staying in division one tough choice
0: uh right so why oh the We so, Are Mead League so is it, where is he at the moment is he in second or third or something yeah is he? I think
1: he's in the top four anyway
0: so well that's look they, 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 we can't make that decision for him he has to come back and let us know whether which would he prefer would he prefer if Mead stayed in Division One or would he prefer to win that uh We Are Mead um uh, predictions League you know I I know what I'd be hoping for if it was me.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> Keen, Keen McFadden is next in, and he says, AJ Tormy Kells called up to the senior panel I hear. And I'll, I'll actually just take this one because um, his dad, Alan, who you're well aware of, uh, actually sent me a message last night of the screenshot of this. And uh, he, he didn't really, he says in his own words, he's not, he's not an Instagram kind of fiend, but uh, he was wondering what the crack is. And I didn't actually realize he was his son. But in the intermediate period after that, Alan actually sent me a couple of videos of him out playing a bit of football in Grange Garden in the last few days and kicking outrageous scores from sidelines and end lines. And he just says coronavirus keeping him busy. So I said on the basis of that, the videos that I've seen, he could definitely be uh, in line for a call up to the Kell seniors. But I think he's he's in under sixteen at the minute. He's in on the Meath under sixteens, and he's uh, he's a grand nephew of Martin O'Connell so I think the breeding is good I think all is looking good for him, he's a big goss and so hopefully in the coming years we'll see uh, AJ well definitely with the Kell seniors but hopefully maybe with the Mead seniors as well, I think Alan would be, it'd be very proud to see that as well
0: yeah, well, one thing that's obvious from that uh, for me is that AJ got his footballing skills from the mother side of the <laughs> that's family. <what> <laughs> <said>. <laughs> that's
1: literally what I said in the message. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, said, yeah. I, I played football obviously, against obviously, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I said, obviously, got that from his mother. That's what I said as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, he gets his footballing prowess from his mother's side of the family, and that's for sure, Alan. Um, just before you continue, a couple more uh tweets uh, coming in there. Ray Lawton, uh, Gerrity excelled at wing back, wing forward and full forward. But who is to say Trevor would not have a- adapted to wing back as well? Hard to pick really both top players. And then uh, Barry Farley comes in with Garrity has it all, best ever meet player. That's a big statement there from Barry Farley. But we'll go back to Instagram.
1: Yeah, next one is from James O'Dwyer, uh, your club mate, Mick. Yeah. Um, he says... The real jelly, the real jelly. The real jelly, 13, yeah, absolutely. Would, uh, my phone's after freezing, but I still have most of it in front of me. Would a straight knockout club championship work so you can play the, and it's gone after that. Let me see, can I just get back up? Apologies for this. Uh, I'd say
0: it's still good so that you could play the league and championship and get them all
1: run off. uh, Yeah, just a second now. I should be able to get it back in front. Uh, So would a straight knockout club championship work so you can play the league out as well, yeah yeah
0: so um look, you know, Sean Boylan was an advocate for the straight knockout championship in Mead, and always said that Mead football would regress uh, when they um, switched to the group um, uh, uh, the group stages of the championship. He didn't think it was any good for, for, mm. for, for Mead football. so um,
1: I, I'd, well, I'd actually tend to agree with him on the basis of this year. Maybe not so much for getting the league played. I think the league could be fecked anyway as it is, but definitely if they want to get a championship played, my suggestion would be, and again, this is this will work in some people's favour and it won't for others, but I think for the base of this year to get a championship done, I'd love to see an FA Cup-style format with the 32 counties or 34 counties, whatever it is, put in a pot and just a just a draw, an open draw, Anyone could get anyone, and you could have Dublin playing Kerry in round one of it. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Think oh, it, I thought it'd be brilliant.
0: I thought Jelly's question was about the club football championship and league.
1: Sorry, it um, was. And I, yeah,
0: yeah, it was. It was. I got a bit oh, yeah. that's, that's, why I, that's why I went on to say about Sean Boylan. But talking about the, the championship, I'd love that. I, I, I think that that's the way the All Ireland should be ran as well, is a uh, mm. 32 county uh, all in. You put the you throw in New York as well just for the crack of it and uh, you know you just you just draw them and and, and and whoever you play you play if you win you go on to the next round if you don't you're gone like the way the championship used to be but without having
1: uh provincial championships I think it will be much better without provincial championships yeah, yeah look and, and like Jenny you know, you'd question. have home and away teams as well like you could have you could have me going to Waterford to play, you know, in the championship. And it's a real, it's a real FA Cup feel to it. You know, a big county going, or Dublin, we'd we'll say, go down to play Waterford in the championship. Could you imagine the scenes?
0: Ah, it'd be un- unbelievable. Or Dublin going up to Leitrim or somewhere, somewhere like that. You know, uh, it'd be class.
1: Um, next one is from Owen J. Brennan. And he says, will GA be cancelled any further? I have a semi-final to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, Owen,
0: uh, I hate to disappoint you, but um, unless you can play it uh, through FIFA or something like that, I doubt that semi-final is going to be played for a while.
1: Yeah, uh, next one is from Liam Corbett. He says, uh, is Liam Kelly still on the Mead minor team or has he got the call for the seniors yet?
0: Um, I don't think there's any calls being made for the seniors at the moment, but... Uh, um, we'll 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 keep an eye on that when football does return.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone burn eighty eight sixty three says because the league can not finish will Mead stay up probably similar to the ones we've done.
0: Similar to the one that we yeah um unless they can find uh, a hole in the calendar where they can play off the last two rounds of the league. Um, people have suggested maybe you know November December or instead of the um, or burn Cup and the, uh, the, the the relative provincial cups that are played in January or December but I, I just don't I just don't know my feeling and uh, my feeling on it is that this year's league is going to be scrapped um, and they'll just start again next year which would be mean that Mead would stay in division one yeah
1: uh, and Cavan would stay in division
0: two. Ooh, yes they would yeah
1: interesting uh, Charlie Lynch is next up. He says, "Will there be enough time this year for the traditional super eights, or will it be the traditional knockout?"
0: Well, that's yeah. There's a lot of talk about uh, the obviously, Mayo and, and New York was cancelled. Um, that was due to be played this weekend, coming I think, or the following weekend. And uh, then you know, the games in 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 late April, early May. I think is there games scheduled for
1: late April or is it the start of May? Start of May, I think was New York yeah, they, for the first stop. Wasn't it first week in they, May?
0: They, they could be. Was that? The, oh yeah, well yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't in April. Um, it was in May. Like the games in May. Like we're we're gonna have at least another two months of this. I I I feel and um, judging by what's happened across the globe, and um, you look at China, they've had it since November, so they're five months, six months nearly. Uh, into the uh, coronavirus, so you just you just don't know. I I, I don't see the champ. I I don't see the championship being played off the way that they, the they, uh, it has been the last couple of years, and they may have to make emergency rules to do it as an FA Cup style or something like that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, two lighthearted questions to finish us off this week. It's yeah. from P S tapes or P tapes, whatever you prefer. I know which I prefer, but anyway. Um, typically a humorous question from a Mick, as you'll, as you'll be well aware. He asked, uh, roast leg of lamb with roasties and mint sauce or roast pork loin with roasties and applesauce?
0: Well, look, that's, this is a no brainer, an absolute no brainer. Um, no to the, to the lamb. No way. Um, I'm not a lamb fan. Pork, love pork, love pork belly. I love Pork chops. I love roast pork. I love, you give me any bit of pork and I, I, I love a bit of pork. Rashers, gammon steaks, you name it. I, I love them. I, it definitely would have to be the pork for me um, with a nice apple sauce on the side. Um, not too citrusy though because I don't like uh, a real sweet, uh, citrusy sweet sauce with my, with, 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 with my, with my meat. Like the, the whole idea of cranberry sauce and all that. I'm not a big fan of all them. But if they're light, i don't mind them so yeah i'd go for the applesauce with, with the
1: with the pork yourself what would you go for uh i eat ne- neither of them so uh i'd probably <laughs> just go with the applesauce on its own maybe or, right yeah. the
0: applesauce on its own very healthy of you all together
1: are you a vegetarian no no i love chicken but uh wouldn't be i'm a very fussy eater apart from that
0: yeah yeah i've noticed that we've 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 seen you eating here a couple of times as we were getting ready to do the podcast yeah you would be a fussy eater <laughs>
1: Uh, last one is from Tom O'Connor he's back again for more and uh, good one to finish he says waiting for Mickey Brennan's toilet roll challenge I've heard he's a serious soccer player I don't know where he heard that but uh, maybe <laughs> just <laughs> maybe he just wants you to do the toilet roll challenge
0: um, yeah I'm waiting for his as well I want to see
1: he, his. no he, he did it because uh, oh, did he do it I did mine last night and I nominated all the We Are Mead listeners and indeed yourselves Mick as you're aware and okay. uh, Tom did it, and I shared it here to the story earlier on. One, two, three. He actually wasn't out of control. He just did two keepy-uppies, and then he just smashed the toilet roll at the camera. In fairness, he hit the camera square on, so uh, he's uh, he's done his. So, yeah, in fairness, send on yours, Mick, and we'll get it up to We Are Mead.
0: Yeah, that's no problem. I'm going to get it to him. And uh, how many did you do, Davey?
1: Uh, I did the 10. Yeah.
0: So you only have to do 10, and then you can yeah. just do whatever you want with it
1: you could do not no. you could get away with doing nine and then the, your 10th one can be smashing it at the camera or smashing it where, wherever you like.
0: Right. So, okay. Well, Tom, you stay tuned to our social media. I'm going to have that up ASAP. So I am, um, I might even have it up this evening. Great stuff. And uh,
1: that's um, all from Instagram. I think. Yeah, that's all for this. That, that's,
0: no, um, well, look, we, we've, we've uh, got through a lot. We went through, um, books, podcasts, movies, box sets, TV series, we then brought in a bit of football and we talked about the 1990 All-Ireland Final. We've gone to Twitter to talk about what's happening online there with all the different Mead teams that people are trying to pick from 1988 on to now. One player from, from, from one club. You're not allowed to have any more than one player from a club. Um, so that's been brilliant. We talked about Instagram, what's happening there. A lot of people are just trying to figure out what's going to happen with the GAA season. Will Mead stay in Division One? Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's the biggest question ever. You know, three weeks ago we said Mead are not going to be in Division 1, but now it's a case of who knows. <laughs> so there's hope, lads. Are you telling me there's hope? Is yeah. there hope? There yeah. is hope. There's always hope. And uh, we would be delighted if, uh, if you know, it's, it sounds terrible. But, you know, I, I, people will probably give out about Mead again if they get to stay in Division 1. Um, after being uh, mathematically relegated from the division. But if the games don't go ahead and they stay in Division 1, it'll nearly bring back the memories of 2010. So (laughs) the people will be up in arms saying, no, Mead were were relegated, Mead were relegated. But um, uh, it'll be an interest. This could be used as a dress rehearsal for Division 1 for next year.
1: Absolutely. And I think, look at Mead have shown this year, without probably getting the couple of results that we deserved, that we do belong in Division 1 and we can compete with every single one of the teams that are in there. Um, So, right, it mightn't be (laughs) the orthodox way of staying up, but I think we've certainly merited another crack at it, whether that was in two years' time or maybe next year. Let's hope it is next year. If it is to be two years, so be it. I think we we were well-equipped to go down to Division 2 and get ourselves back up, which is always a difficult proposition and difficult task. But um, look at who knows, we'll have to just see what happens in the weeks and months that lie ahead.
0: So, if me stay up, the coronavirus isn't all that bad at all. So, it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, there's just a little bit of lightheartedness to finish with. Just as well, before we do finish, back to Twitter. Um, because this argument just seems to be going on for, for forever um, Robert Perfield has replied to Ray he says uh, exactly Ray that's why I couldn't answer it Graham Garrity played in so many positions for so long but Trevor had an unreal awareness around him both top class footballers and then Noel Dunn comes in but Garry, no argument that is the best way to finish the We Are Mead podcast remember We Are Mead why it matters more